Texas back. But I plan to make well over a thousand. I don't plan on going to sleep tonight. I'll probably go 71 to 68 uh, UNC versus Kansas. Why did that get bring up? Why, why, why are we doing that? Wusui, pig suey. I would disagree with the hot hand part because, like I said, Longwood's won 19 of their last 20. I hope it's not close. I hope, I hope Texas gets destroyed. <laughs> I think because I would have San Diego State in this matchup, I have to go UConn. Texas friends, feel free to DM me on the Twitter, which you don't know, and that's for good reason. Hey y'all, my name is Riley Dutcher, and I'm smarter than all you guys because I won Outsiders Opinion's second bracket challenge. Now back to Austin and Kevin. What's up, y'all? Welcome to our uh, NCAA basketball opinions of the week, of course, joined by March Madness expert. We know it's not March, but we're getting close. And now I lob it up to the man for the questions, Austin. Jake, you've been with us many times before, but this has been a crazy year. I know you know that. I have a very important question to ask. Oh, yeah. We've seen a lot of upsets, obviously, recently. So does this, does this mean that there are not going to be any upsets come tournament time? Are they getting all the upsets out now? Or does this define what this tournament will be like? Yeah, okay, that's a great question. Um, when it comes to basketball, teams can turn switches on like that. We know this very much. Um, for the past... Well, for the entire season so far, there have been ups and downs with every team. The only couple teams that never had issues, well, until recently, was Houston. That's really the only team I could really think of that didn't have, that didn't look bad really ever. Um, And Houston didn't even look bad against Iowa State. It was just uh, LJ Cryer not hitting his shots or not getting enough shots up. and so I honestly think this could be the story of the Mar- of this year's March Madness is upset after upset after upset because right now especially right now we see no clear number 1 team in the in the nation we see no clear top 10 there are teams that could be in the top 10 that are unranked I mean it's because of the way that the the games are being played and because of the rosters and because uh, they'll lose one game that they shouldn't lose, but then they'll win a game that they shouldn't win. Like, And so I'm seeing teams that with really good records that are left off the board. And so looking at the way that the rankings have been going, there might be a lot of upsets come March. <laughs> I'm really, and there's no definitive way to know which ones are going to happen, which ones are going to be which. And so... Okay, that's a that's a fair answer. I, I kind of agree that this is kind of be this got to be how the season goes. But uh, I have another question I need to ask: Does Gonzaga make the tournament? Because they're they've lost a considerable amount of, uh, amount of games, and their conference schedule is not difficult compared to the Big Twelve or the Big East or a lot of these other conferences. So even if they if they just lose one of their next games, and that's the conference championship game, Jake. Do they make the tournament still? Um, if they lose their conference tournament, I think they will still end up making it to the 
to the tournament because they still have a solid squad. Mark Few is still their head coach. They're going to win games, and they are in a weak, they are in a weak conference. Um, I'm looking at their schedule right now, and it's Pepperdine, San Diego, San Francisco, Pacific. Um, and I, I do think they're still going to make the tournament, even though they are, what's their record, 11-4, and 11-5, which isn't good for Gonzaga standards normally. Um, Gonzaga, I still think they're going to end up pulling it out because they still got Watson. They got they brought in Nemhard. Uh, so they have good they have good ball players and they're they're gonna be I think they're gonna end up being fine, but it's definitely a a little bit of a climb for, for where they're at, but I think they can do it. Okay. You know, I got a question for Jake or Austin. What do you think is the reason for Gonzaga's struggles? Uh I'll answer first. I, I've seen a lack of veteran leadership. I'm sure you can agree with that, Jake. It just seems like they don't have a leader on their team at the moment. Um, yeah, the thing is, is like their longest tenured player right now is Watson. Um, and he's a solid player. And he's really stepped it up a lot more this year, especially shooting-wise. Um, but yeah, veteran leadership definitely factors into it. But also, they can't hit threes worth a lick. <laughs> like, they... They, their three-point shooting is abysmal. And uh, so they really need to step it up from, from three-point range to start winning ballgames. Um, but they have the personnel. They got, they got some solid players. And so I think they will end up squeaking their way in, but they're not going to – because where they're at shooting-wise, um, they're not going to make a run in the tournament. They're not going to um, – because if you think about it, last year the only true good, truly good shooter they had was Strother, um, and so, and losing Strother to the draft, and I'm I'm gonna hold on, let me find out uh, stats. Yeah, they're shooting thirty one point seven percent from three as a team, which is not gonna cut it. Um, the only guy who's worth a shooting. A, a shot from behind the arc is uh, is Watson himself. So, is there any teams um, you're confident in? Uh, all teams basically have one loss now, so it really is starting to. We're starting to see what these teams are really made of. Uh, I really thought Colorado State was better than they showed the other night when they lost. I, I there was so much loss or losses by uh, either. Blue Bloods or top 25 schools that it kind of was a sensory overload. I, I don't really know what to believe, what not to believe. So what are you taking out of the past couple of days? Um, in terms of the past couple of days, there's not a lot I could pull from in terms of like which teams are I'm confident in because none of them won. <laughs> like none of the top teams really won. I guess I could say, I'm still confident in Houston because I do think Iowa State's a good team. Um, and they had to go to Iowa State and still almost won in a very, in a, actually, some semi tough environment. Iowa State's a good environment um, for basketball. And so I still believe in Houston. And oddly enough, um, I haven't said this in four years, five years, but I honestly kind of am starting to jump on the Purdue train. Um, even and after I have a, this Nebraska dismantle, they put up eighty points still, and 
Did they not? Uh, I think they lost 88-62. That, that it was year. that bad? Oh, no, they got – yeah, they got hammered. 72, out. okay. Nebraska. 88-72. Oh, yeah, okay. they, they got destroyed, whatever it was. But they still rebound over 40 rebounds a game. They still shoot, what, 38 39% from three. So they got the numbers. They have the personnel, which is something I haven't been able to say for a long time with Purdue. Um, they have – a solid squad that's more than just two guys or one guy. Um, North Carolina, I like. I do like North Carolina solely because of their guard play. Um, R.J. Davis is one of the best players in the league. Um, he's a, he is the veteran leader, and they still got Baycott, who will he's toned it down a little bit, but he still gets boards. Um, and one team that I'm actually very confident in is Tennessee, because the fact that they are 11 and three coming out of that incredibly difficult schedule um, out the, the, that was in non-conference play, um, the fact that they're 11-3 and three is honestly a big deal. And so I think Tennessee might be a, is a force to be reckoned with. And we, uh, we all knew this, too, prior to the year that Tennessee would be solid because they lost nobody. Everyone's back. And so um, I think Tennessee is solid. Well, Outside I know we talked – Outside of them, there's not a lot of solidified guys that teams that are going to go for. Yeah, it's it's really tough this year. I know we talked about Michigan State earlier in the year when they ranked fourth and then lost to James Madison, but uh, Jake, they are now nine and seven. They lost last night against Illinois. Uh, I, I think it's the writings on the wall. I, I think their season is uh, it's not looking good. So back. In what was it November when we talked about Michigan State? You asked me, "Is it time to panic about Michigan State?" And I said, "No, not yet." Well, the panicking should be done at this point because you should just accept that it's over. <laughs> like, it's Michigan State has completely dropped the ball with everything. I don't know what Tom Izzo is doing over there. I haven't watched enough Michigan State games to know exactly what. But just going nine and seven um, is a complete like this might be one of the most disappointing teams ever <laughs> because of how highly ranked they were preseason. Yeah, that and North Carolina last year. But we'll go into a team that I'm really surprised by this year. But I think coaching matters. Chris Beard is now the head coach, or this is his first season with Ole Miss. They're fourteen and one, and they look really good. Your thoughts on them? That's interesting because Ole Miss. Um, let me while let me while I pull up my stuff, I'll say, um, Ole Miss has impressed with the record. Oh, absolutely. Um, they didn't have the toughest schedule to start the year. Um, however, they did beat Memphis, and they yes. beat NC State, and, and so. They have a stat that you like very much. They shoot over 40% from three. They're one of six teams in the nation. They shoot 40.1%. They look good, but they haven't played great teams. They played Tennessee recently, and they got completely walloped. Walloped. Now, they had to go to Tennessee, which is really tough, but they did get walloped, and it was bad. It was a bad game. Um, but they're not the typical Ole Miss team we're, we're, we're used to, which is – completely write them off before the end of the before the before the year starts and then that actually happens that they're not good um we wrote we wrote them off this year and they actually look 
good. Like they're like you said, they're shooting well, they're rebounding well, they have a solid uh, core group of guys, and so um, I do expect them to make a, a tournament this year. And they might not make a lot of noise in the SEC tournament, but they could. I mean, and we're not going to write them off anymore. I mean, they they are solid, and so watching Ole Miss over the next two months of conference play will be an interesting thing. Yeah, they're top 40 in steals per game at 39th, and they're first in all of NCAA in blocks. So they're contributing a lot on defense. They're a tough team to play, and like you mentioned, they do not have the toughest schedule thus far. But I do think if they uh, maybe end the season with seven losses, six losses, I still think that's a great team because of how hard the SEC is. No, I definitely think they are uh... – I definitely think they're gonna they're gonna make some noise. Um, I know they have they brought in this came out of nowhere, which was the thing. I mean, it was very surprising to see how they how they've created this team. Um, a lot of uh, transfers, such as uh, Flanagan from Auburn. Yeah, um, and he's he's tearing it up and. Yeah, and uh, Jamarian Sharp is uh, putting up those blocks for him. He's from um, Western Kentucky, and so they're they're putting up numbers, and I'm excited to see this because uh, do you remember the last time there was a <laughs> a good Ole Miss team in college basketball? I remember they made the tournament in eighteen nineteen, but I don't remember them being good. So. Uh, it's been a while. Uh, it's it's definitely been a while. I'll ask this again. I ask this every time we do this. What team is the best team that is unranked at the moment, in your opinion? Ole Miss is unranked uh, currently, I think. Um, they are. I like, I like Seton Hall right now. I like Miami. I do like Miami. As long as they have Omir and Pack, I think they're going to be a decent team. And every time Oregon looks decently good, I say give them a shot <laughs> because Oregon always, whenever they make it to the tournament, they always end up making noise, whether they're the 12 seed or the 3 seed. And so I, I always like Oregon because uh, Dana has a good program over there. And so I would definitely keep my eye on Seton Hall. I would keep my eye on Ole Miss, um, Dayton, possibly. Dayton, I do think, is a very good squad. I I think that we we will see multiple teams out of the A-10 make the tournament. Yeah, and then probably Providence. Keep our eye on Providence. Yeah, even after the injury to uh, Bryce Hopkins. Mm-hmm. And then um, what what are some games over the next few days? Uh, this will be posted a few days later, but over the next week, what are some games you want to watch or see the score uh, for either either of you can answer? I'll let you go first, Jake. Um, tomorrow we got a matchup between Oklahoma and Kansas. Um, that's a, both are ranked in the top 10. Uh, that'll be 
that'll be interesting to see. Um, I want to see Villanova versus Marquette, I think, is a game that happens in the next couple of days. Um, Villanova has a lot of what we call quad one wins, but they lose stupid stupid games that they shouldn't lose. And so they, they Villanova tends to play up to their opponent. Um, Iowa State versus BYU on Wednesday, Tuesday or Wednesday. I don't know. That's a, those are a couple of good games. But right now we're in conference play. And so um, <laughs> I'm pretty sure Creighton plays UConn soon, um, which should be a good game. Um, Houston's in the Big 12 now, right? Yeah. So I think they play Texas Tech uh, soon. And then what conference is San Diego State in? Uh, they're in the Mountain West. Mountain West, yeah. So then I think they play Nevada soon. And Nevada, I think they're like 14-2, and 15-1, something like that. They got a good record. So those are just a couple of the good games that will show up. But if anything, if any – if history has said anything, history meaning the past week, um, all of these games should be something to check out for because – um, not, we never know what will happen with these top teams. So, yeah, uh, a couple of games I'm interested in. This, these are tomorrow as we're recording. It'll be before this is posted. But uh, St. John's Creighton, I want to watch that game. I will definitely be doing that. And then also Northwestern Wisconsin. I think both of those will be uh, intense, close games. Uh, but uh, after this is recorded, so Tuesday. Purdue, Indiana is always a fun watch. I don't know if Indiana even has a chance in that game, but I, I will probably be watching. And then uh, Utah State, New Mexico, I think will also be a, a fun watch. All right. Um, Jake, you mentioned, uh, or this is just for the listener, uh, Oklahoma and Kansas are ranked currently from the poll. It says Kansas is three and Oklahoma is nine. So you got that matchup. And then that's all I got. Um, Austin, I'll toss you over for final questions and uh, let you have the ball to close out the episode. Yeah, no more questions, Jake. Thank you again for uh, coming on every time. We really do appreciate it. Your March Madness and college basketball expertise are really appreciated, but thank you guys for listening.